I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I was 12 going on 13 the first time I saw a dead human being. That is the opening line of the film Stand By Me. And for my money, one of the best opening lines in cinema. Not to sound pretentious. What's up, storytellers? Welcome back to the Storytelling Lab podcast. This is episode 147, another solo episode with yours truly. And listen, the numbers say that you guys like these episodes quite a bit. You like me. You really like me. Shout out if you get that reference. Anyways, this is another one of those. And today I'm going to teach you how you can learn from opening lines like that and use them to open the doors to your stories and ultimately become a better storyteller. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, award-winning filmmaker and writer, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we help you break down the art and science of storytelling. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host, and my job is to help you deepen your connections, increase your sales, and serve your audiences better. Every Tuesday morning, I send out a quick storytelling tip to my newsletter subscribers. I show you techniques I've learned along my journey and used in my own stories, as well as those of my clients. But most importantly, I leave you with tangible takeaways that you can apply to your brand storytelling immediately. Oh, well, actually, more importantly than that, it's free. If this would help you, sign up for the newsletter at rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. Now, why on earth would you want to be a better storyteller? I don't know. Maybe because it's the most effective and transferable communication skill on the planet ever, ever known, right? You want to be a better leader for your team. Got to be a good storyteller. You want to uh, 
navigate trauma. You want to inspire people. You want to sell your goods or ideas or services. You want to build and cultivate a, a community. You want to get a job. Anything you're trying to accomplish with another human or a group of humans, you have to be able to communicate effectively. And storytelling is the way to do that. So what we do here is dissect stories. For me, I'm a filmmaker, so I always come back to that. We dissect stories so that we can understand how to use them in our everyday communication, in our business and professional communication, and in our personal communication. So when we look at this opening line, anytime I look at film as a template to reverse engineer and break down so that we can understand how to tell stories better. Sometimes there's a misconception that like, oh yeah, but that's for a 90 minute to two hour film wouldn't apply to short form video like on TikTok, wouldn't apply to a LinkedIn post, for example, wouldn't apply to this business use, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yeah, absolutely it would. We're going to talk about that today. It doesn't matter how big of a story you're telling or how long of a story you're telling. It still has pieces, right? It still has sequences or sequencing of those pieces. And to tell a story effectively, you need to sequence it in the proper manner so that you, one, grab attention, which is what we're specifically going to focus on with this opening line, with the hook, as you know it, then you have to keep that attention. And then you have to leave them at the end of that story, feeling inspired to do something, to take some sort of change, right? To have learned a lesson, even if it's something like that. So absolutely, you can learn from films, even if you're not creating films. I create films. I also create short form videos. So I see this and I see the similarities. The structures are the same. You're just expanded, telling a bigger, more epic story, or you're just keeping it down to one little blip of a story, one little moment of a story. Stories, no, the, the arc is there, no matter how big that arc is. So what I love so much about this, we hear all the time about hook and how you got to have, you know, in the first second, you got to grab someone's attention or the first line, which is true. I agree with that. But you don't have to do this thing where you have to be all like in someone's face and flashy and jumpy and like, you know, uh, catch their attention in like a gimmicky sort of way. You can do it subtly like this. You can do it, um, I don't want to say calmly, but you can do it without having to go over the top. You can do it, I know the word, with storytelling, with alluding to the story that you're going to tell, to tee it up so that they are interested in what's going to happen next. Ultimately, that's all storytelling is, is making them interested in what is going to happen next. Now, there's also a myth that we just don't have attention spans these days. There was a kind of misinterpreted study out there that, oh, we have the attention span of a goldfish. I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of why that was misinterpreted. But now, especially because of Ted Lasso, the show, um, that's, you know, quite uh, common to hear that it's become quite pervasive it's not that we have short attention spans one of the most popular tiktok accounts right now is a 50 video series and they're all 10 minutes a piece it's like it's like hours multiple hours and she just grew to a million followers uh in like a week legitimately anyways i digress uh 
It's not that we just have short attention spans. It's that we have way too much competition, more than we've ever had before, for that attention. Back in the day when you had your little uh, CRT television, your knob-turning television, there was three options, three channels. And so, and once the programming went off, that was it, right? You didn't have competition for your attention, or maybe you went back and read your newspaper, or you... I don't know, spoke to the people around you. Now we are one swipe away from something that will be better or spike our dopamine more. So if you don't hook someone fast, it's not that they have a short attention span. It's that they don't have any tolerance for something that doesn't immediately provide value or pique their interest, which is what we're going to talk about with this one line. It opens a loop in their minds, right? That is what sp spikes dopamine is it it asks a question that they beg to know the answer to. Now, let's look specifically at the line of Stand By Me, which is, again, I was 12 going on 13 the first time I saw a dead human being, right? So already, it just very simply tells you what you're going to see, right? It tells you what the story is about. This is, this is what it is, okay? That's okay to do. You don't have to be mysterious. It was pretty on the, no on the nose. This story is going to be about the first time this 12 to 13 year old saw a dead human being. But here's the kicker. Here's why it works. Because it immediately asks you, or makes you ask rather, the question of like, oh, well, whose body? How, how, how'd they find it? What happened when they did find it? All of these questions that are so good because what are you going to do as you tell your story? You're going to continue to answer those in a logical order that strings them along and keeps them engaged for that story. When you're spiking that, 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 that dopamine, you're just answering and asking questions, basically. So what else does that first line do? Well, immediately, you know who the main character is. It's the person talking. And in, in this case, this is a flashback. We have already seen the elder Gordy who is writing this piece. And more importantly, you understand that the character is a tween, right? 12 going on 13. And you understand what that's like because you've been there. So you understand what comes along with that. What do you think about? Do you empathize with that person? Because that's a very vulnerable time to be, right? When you're, when you're becoming an adult, there might not be a more vulnerable time for someone. So that's powerful. Now you already have empathy, a little bit of empathy, or at least understanding of who we're going to watch see this dead body, right? That's two things working. Now, you also know that at that age, things are, you're very vulnerable, you're very awkward. To juxtapose that with something as, as dark and traumatic as finding a dead body, now we've got that juxtaposition, we've got some some kind of conflict, which is really intriguing now, another layer, right? Not only, I mean, just a coming-of-age story works when it's just about your friends, but now that you have this, this traumatic thing happening, it makes it even more compelling, right? So you have spiked their dopamine. You, you, you have your audience thinking, wow, this is, this is going to be interesting. Like, I really want to know how they found it. I really want to know what happened after they did I really want to know, yada, yada, yada. Tell me the story. Now you've built up, built up this anticipation and then you deliver. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Liver. So... When they sequence it in the right way, you're basically fulfilling this open promise that you've given them. And you best deliver, and this film does uh, quite well, in my opinion. So let's go back. When you are sequencing things in the right way to keep people engaged and spiking their dopamine, it is simply increasing tension and releasing that tension. And And you do that by raising a question and answering that question. Each piece of the story leads to the next piece. They do this really well while whilst still continuing to hammer down the theme that is developing and, of course, driving to the inevitable climax, which we already know what it's going to be. This is what I love so much about this example. It tells you what the movie is going to be, so you know where it's going. I mean, it's not going to veer off and all of a sudden you're going to be in space, right? It's not going to veer off and all of a sudden be a love story or a bank heist, right? You know where this story is going and it still works so well because they have strung, they teed you up on purpose. We have this misconception where we have to just be mysterious and not let you know what's going on until the end. No, you can let them know right off the bat. Then you just have to deliver it in in an effective way like it does. So... You answer a question, and then it raises another question. And in this story, it has all of the the, the typical teenage uh, issues that you have in a coming-of-age story. You have, you have angst. You have problems with parents. You have the bonding with friends, the vulnerability that—all that, you know, of these themes— are continued, like, are reflected and continue to be, um, not repeated, enforced, continue to be enforced with each scene. Now, we have to push the story along somehow, too, and there has to be a little conflict, and boy, this story is full of it. I don't want to give you the whole Cliff's Notes of what happens, and if you know the movie, you'll know, but, like, once they hear about this dead body and it starts off on this mission to go find it, because they thought they would be heroes, right? They thought they would find it, they'd get in the newspaper, and it adds something to their otherwise very boring lives. And so they meet their antagonist, uh, Ace Kiefer uh, Sutherland's character, and the, the older teenagers who were on the same mission, as it were. We meet them early, earlier in the film, and as the story goes on, it is one conflict after another conflict. You have, you know, Chopper, the junkyard dog, sick balls, Chopper, if you remember that scene, and then the owner coming out and shaming Teddy for his father trying to burn his ear off. So you've got conflict, and then you've got this vulnerable child state. He's feeling shame. Then you have the train chase, the, the, the you know, infamous train chase where the boys had to leap off of the train tracks just in time before they, before they got hit, right? Uh, also conflict, also vulnerable because they're, you know, Vern, the fat kid, wouldn't get up. He was crawling, trying to get away, and Gordy was trying to help him. The other two were well off the tracks by then, and they're watching them like, what are these guys doing? And of course, laugh at them and mock them when it's over. 
Uh, oh, quick side note. Let's please pay homage to Gordy's uh, story about lard ass and the pie eating competition. Uh, there was a quick tangent in the middle of all this. I think when they were you know, camping one night where he just he was a writer and he veered off and told this incredible story that we got the visual flashback for. So I at least need to make note of that. Uh, so w- what else? Uh, 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 after the train chase, the leeches, the leeches that are on these kids bodies. And what do they do? They literally strip down to their underwear and Gordy finds one on his privates. What is more vulnerable and naked quite literally than that so much so that he faints again this whole thing this ebb and flow this push and pull of conflict and and 12 year old vulnerability these are the themes right but these are the 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 things that friendships like this are forged in right both being vulnerable all being vulnerable everybody cries on this trip at some point even the tough leader chris right it is struggle no matter how small, it could be just being shamed by your friends at school, or it could be being beaten by your alcoholic father. It is struggle and conflict. You're trying to find your identity, and it is a vulnerable journey. And that is the fire that forges friendships. And that's what we see so effectively as, as this movie goes on. Um, and so ultimately, they find the body. You know, Gordy had just come off of crying because he had lost his brother and he was, you know, being vulnerable again to, to Chris. And then, of course, the climax where he stands up, he's kind of the weaker one of, of, of the meek, timid one of the group, and he stands up to Ace uh, with the gun. So <clears throat> we've had this constant push and pull of conflict and vulnerability so beautifully in a great coming of age story, which we all love, you know, personal bias. The, probably my favorite types of movies but we all can relate to them no matter if they're set in the 50s finding a dead body or they're set in you know 2024 because there's something so challenging and so vulnerable about that age and that is what this story is about now my second favorite line of the entire film is the very last one and it's actually in text not spoken we don't hear it we're now back in present day, and Richard Dreyfus is playing Gordy, who's grown up and writing the memoir of this story. And he says, I never had friends later on like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus, does anyone? Oof. I mean, like, oh, stake through the heart. Like, it is, that is so profound. It's so true. It's so true, but such a great way to land the plane on this story that you teed up from the very first line. The very first line told you what you were going to see, right? I was 12 going on 13 when the first time I saw a dead human being. This is what the movie's going to be about. And then the last line tells you how to feel now that you've seen it. It's hitting you over the head with it, right? It's telling you point blank, blatantly this is what this film is about and you walk away still satisfied because of the way they sequenced it right they started you off not being over the top not with an explosion not starting you know in medias res in the middle of the scene or anything like that like star wars in the middle of a battle just this is this is what happened to me when i was 12 now as it went on, all the kids went their separate ways in, in junior high school, and those friendships fell out. I don't know if you can relate to that, but I can. It happens. Sometimes you stay friends with them. But as we're an adult, we understand that. And so to me, when I think about that story, this story specifically, I think about those two lines, how they anchor 
the film so well, how they are the pillars that the, that the story sits atop and how it translates to you when you're telling your stories in your professional life or your personal life is you start it the same way. You start it in a way that raises a question in your audience's mind. It does not have to be tricky or gimmicky or hooky, all of these things that we hear so much about. You do want to grab their attention, but you can do it subtly and straightforwardly by teeing up the story that you're going to tell in a way that makes them want to hear it. We didn't tell you the story. We just told you what the story was going to be about. And you leaned in and listened because it was intriguing. It was compelling because of the juxtaposition, because of the empathy and vulnerability that you feel because you've been that age before too. Emotion, relating to people's human emotion, triggering that, making them want to know what comes next. And then you just deliver and deliver and deliver and deliver until you finally land the plane. Think about this that this week as you go on and you start to develop your own stories. Think about how you can start your story off in a way that tees up anticipation and expectations and then on the flip side of that, land it so it delivers and lets them know what they should feel. If you do it well, they'll already be feeling it and you're just reinforcing it. But don't think that you have to leave it unsaid. You can say it right to them, and if you do your job well as a storyteller, it will 100% work. All right. Have a great day. Have a great week. Go out there and tell your stories because people need to hear them. My name is Rain Bennett. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. If you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please, please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab. This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a story coaching and consulting company that builds online education, in-person and virtual training, and digital products that help businesses master storytelling to find their ideal customers and market to them effectively. You can learn more at sixsecondstories.com and purchase the book Six Second Stories at Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, or rainbennett.com slash sixsecondstories. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.